I'm back. It's your girl, Oatmeal Brown, and I'm out the box. And you already know, just like any other episode, I have a very special guest. And we're going to talk about some great things so you can be informed, enlightened, and see things in an outside-the-box perspective. You may not have looked at it like this before, or you may have, and you may be able to relate. But it's always good to put out that right information, information that may be able to help you so we can all be great. So without further ado, I would like to introduce to you my special guest, Ty Bradshaw of Camp Gladiator. He's the area director for the North Texas and Atlanta regions. Ty. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> thank you very much for inviting me on your show. I'm definitely excited to talk about um, just health and wealth for, for all people. Um, a little bit more about my background. You kind of asked me to kind of share some information, but I've been training for 16 years. Um, started out doing some one-on-one training at one of the big box gyms, went on to be an independent independent trainer. Uh, and for the last uh, eight years, been focusing on working outdoors with larger groups of people, all fitness levels, um, and just trying to make fitness fun and affordable uh, for everybody. Uh, so just looking to touch as many people as I can, both through the physical and here with, you know, audio and just conversation. Hopefully uh, there's some tidbits that people can take away and it could be a blessing to them. So that's amazing. And that's what I have you here, you know, have you as a guest for. So we're going to go ahead and get into the topic, which is the importance of health being your wealth. Because if you're not here or if you're sick, you can't fully, you know, be productive or you can't be here for your family. You can't work. You can't make money. Can't do anything much, much of anything if you're not concerned about the status of your health all right yeah it's um you know for me personally it was um my own personal experience that kind of shed light and, and and opened up my eyes to that um so many years ago now uh, 19 years to be exact uh, i lost my father at an early age um and that was like eye-opening you know moment number one he was 44 years old um, and died of a heart attack so it really put a seed in my mind that tomorrow is not promised. Um, living to be old is not promised. Um, but in that, at that time, I worked in the IT industry and I worked a lot of hours, um, really neglected taking care of myself. But, um, you know, death has a way of making you look at things differently. So at 25 years old, I come back to Dallas after his funeral and go to the doctor only to discover that I am 25 years old, I'm obese, and I have high blood pressure. Um, which I didn't really think, you know, I wasn't feeling anything. So I didn't really think that that was possible. Um, but that sent me down a path of just like wanting to get off of the medication and wanting to take better care of myself. <clears throat> and when I got into the training field years later, I really realized how many people are in that same situation where they're just working, 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 grinding for whatever reason and not just taking a step back to think about taking care of themselves and making themselves a priority. Um, and that just kind of became really my message and kind of my desire to get as many people as possible to just spend some energy and effort taking care of themselves. That's amazing. You know, I um, lost my mother of cancer and I was 21. 
still in wow. um, college and um I've, you know, lost a few people prior to that of cancer, but and other things and other diseases, but that hit differently um, because, you know, that was immediate. And so, you know, over the years after that, I would do more research on it because, you know, you hear all types of things of, you know, this causes cancer, you know, meat or vegetables or orange juice. There's just so many things, you know, that they say. Uh, can cause something. And so I started to do, you know, research, especially, you know, in the, uh, once we got into the world of um, internet, (laughs) because prior to that, you know, you, I basically just went with what the doctor stated and what the doctor said until you, you know, are able to find out more information on things that, um, can trigger, may can cause, or, you know, look into natural healing. And so, yeah, you, gotta, you know. You got to think, you know, people have been having some form of illness uh, for all time, right? And medication and in the, in the, the way that we look at it hasn't always been readily available. So the way that people would heal themselves is through natural um natural paths of medicine, right? Whether it be some type of herb or plant or just the way that they took care of themselves. So I'm always a little bit leery um, about that doctor giving advice. And I think that everybody should do some research for themselves. And there is no, whether it's high blood pressure, whether it's cancer, it's been proven that exercise helps with all of these things. Now we can't say that it prevents it, but if we want to give ourselves an opportunity to avoid any type of illness, the first thing that we should look at is just get to moving more um, and, and being more mindful of the things that we're putting into our bodies. Okay. So where does it start? Um, is it mental, spiritual? Because I know, you know, we're our bodies, we, we want to move. You want to get moving around and, and exercising. But doesn't it start in the mind first? Um, you know, I, I think everybody is different. Uh, I, I do think that is the first place, mm-hmm. but what piece of it is is the challenge, right? So um, I'm no different than anybody else, right? A lot of times I go up and down with my eating. I struggle with that part sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but I but I don't struggle with working out. Okay. Right? So you have those people who like working out is just a part of their everyday process and it's a habit and it's not difficult for them but others struggle to you know to walk into a gym or to get up early in the morning or to make time for movement mm-hmm. um, but then on the flip side there are many people like me where the food is a challenge right mm-hmm. because food is so social and it's readily available at all times and there is a mental aspect that I have to connect and consciously think about the way I feel when I put certain food in my body you know, like I might go eat a burger and well, I haven't had a burger in a while, but we get the point. You may go eat a burger and oftentimes there's immediately regret because you know that this wasn't really um, kind of envisioned with the goal that you had for yourself. But also my body doesn't feel great from eating that burger, right? Where I could go eat, you know, some type of grilled meat, plenty of vegetables, drink plenty of water. And my body is now in this thriving environment and I feel good. It just wasn't as fun as the burger. Right. So that's what we have to make our mind up that we're going to make conscious decisions 
um, that are going to lead us to feel better um, and that we're going to put forth the effort to work out to look better. So I think we always have to evaluate, hey, what's my real struggle and what's one thing I can fix like right now? Um, so when we say, oh, I don't have time to work out, like are you telling me that nowhere in the day do you have 20 minutes to go take a walk? Right? Like, it doesn't have to be an hour long or 90 minutes. It doesn't have to be a long workout. You just got to develop some habits about doing it consistently. And on the food side, you know, I think the, the challenge of like, uh, for lack of a better word, dieting is it, it takes you from being totally unconscious to being overly restricted. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just a matter of, hey, what's just what's one thing I can fix today? Right. Maybe I could just remove soda every day or maybe I could go without eating, you know, a whole bag of chips every night or ice cream every day. Figure out one thing that you can do, to develop that into a habit and then start with the next thing um, because it's a journey. It's not none of it is going to happen overnight. Right. So you would suggest that whatever uh, someone is dealing with, like you have people that work out, they work mm-hmm. out, they don't have a problem with working out. But their eating habits may not be all that great. And then right. there's those that can't really get moving, but maybe they eat right sometimes. Yeah. Because um, some some people have a very um, well-balanced diet, but mm-hmm. they're in horrible shape. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just the conditioning. You know, like imagine eating great, but struggling to walk up a flight of steps. Well, that's, you know, that's no better than the person that works out and eat horrible. So we got to find the balance of movement and exercise along with the lifestyle and nutrition that we can live with. Right. Like everybody doesn't have to have a perfect diet. But 80 percent of the time we need to be really focused on making sure we're getting in a lot of vegetables. We're drinking plenty of water. We're eating fruits. Right. Some of the stuff from a knowledge standpoint is not hard. Right. We we pretend like, oh, I don't know what to eat. Well, mm-hmm. we know we should eat grilled foods opposed to fried foods. We know we need to eat fruits and vegetables. Like, it it really boggles my mind the amount of adults who, almost in a giddy way, talk about, oh, I don't eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. That's not something to be proud of, <laughs> right? But many of us grew up in these environments, and I, hell, I was one of them, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up eating White Castle and pizza and Chinese food, so I get it. But when you know better, you got to do better. Right. And at this point, it's not many adults that don't know better, right? It's mm-hmm. just that we refuse to really accept it and do better. Like, just saying you can't outwork a bad diet, that's 100% true. Um, the calories that we may burn in a workout doesn't compare to the calories that we're ingesting. Right. And that is, it's, uh, you know, it's even, a, it's difficult for me. You know, I've gone up and down uh, my whole entire life. I get into those modes and those zones where I'm on it. And then, you know, based off of my social lifestyle and sometimes, you know, sometimes business. And it's, it always is around food or drinks. Drinks are food is attached to it and you know i haven't i don't have the willpower just yet to be able to uh not you know have eat certain food or not have certain drinks right well but but here's the thing it's not that you have to avoid it altogether. Mm-hmm. But, but think about this. A lot of this social aspect of it, it is going out. 
Right. And here, here's something that um, I kind of thought about over time and how our upbringing makes a difference in how we behave in certain instances. Mm-hmm. So think about growing up and, you know, your parents put food on your plate and went through there and say, you better eat all that food. Right. So right. It's, it's like driven into our mind that we have to eat everything on our plate. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine being an adult and you go into Cheesecake Factory. Right. And that that um, kind of thought is on your mind. Right. Historically, I have to eat all my food. Well, what you might get at Cheesecake Factory is enough to feed three people. Mm-hmm. Right. So if that's the way that we're socializing over food, we're just over consuming and not just by a little bit. It's one thing. Right to eat dinner at home and to have some ice cream or have a cookie and that's an extra 200 calories, 300 calories. It's another thing to go out and you go from an average meal at home being six or 700 calories to an average meal out being 2,000 calories, right? right? And we have no awareness of how many calories we're ingesting, so we're just going with what tastes good. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes just, just making a conscious effort to do a couple things. One, you can look ahead of time find out some caloric information and make the better decision or when you order your food you can simply get a to-go box and you can determine up front hey i'm not eating all this this is coming home this is going in a box and i'm gonna spread these same calories out over a longer duration of time allow my body to process it in the, in, the, in a better way okay and so would you say that um well, I, I would say in a this would just be a guess that eating bad is more of the issue. Um, most definitely. So I don't I don't know that I would want to use the word eating good and eating bad, mm-hmm. right? Because when we start putting those connotations, we start lumping food into different groups. Okay. But over over consuming anything um, is detrimental to. Um, goals and performance so right everything isn't about weight but let's just say you wanted to perform a certain way right Mm -hmm. at work you want the most energy you want to be alert um what you put in your body that stuff matters right right you're eating a bunch of saturated fat it's not helping you think it's not helping you stay up whereas you start ingesting more fruits and vegetables um whole grains it's allowing you to, to to think with more clarity to move more freely all those things matter. Um, so it's not necessarily that, you know, you could lump everything into good and bad, mm-hmm. but just the overconsumption of food is the, is the bigger issue. Okay. Because I don't think people, not everybody thinks about it like that. You know, mm-hmm. that certain foods that you do put in your body can cause you to be sluggish, to be sleepy, mm-hmm. to be tired, to have brain fog, you know, lack clarity. Um, it's when you really start to do the research into what different fruits and vegetables um, do for you. Right. And so I know I find, you know, I'm like the smoothie queen, right? And mm-hmm. so people always ask me, what is in your, what's in your smoothie? And it's hard for me to explain to them what I have. In, I'll tell them what I have in it, but I have these right. different ingredients for my purpose, you know, for my purpose of my body, you know, specific things that I want, you know, to, you know, boost my energy or, um, you know, things that help with, uh, your immune system and your joints and all that good stuff. And so, um, 
I know that people don't look at it like that. I I, I assume that they know, but a lot of people don't. Yeah, a lot of people don't. And what's crazy, so you may do the research and realize, hey, if I put these greens and this fruit and, and put these herbs in my shake, one, I notice I feel better, but you've also done some looking into why you're doing it right, whether it's, you know, for joint support, like you said, the mental fog, for more energy, all those things. But you may show up somewhere with a green drink, right, with all of this stuff in it, and the moment you say, like, the first ingredient is kale, people are like, oh, I'm out. Right. Right. So <laughs> they, <laughs> they've already dismissed it off of one or two ingredients, mm-hmm. not realizing, like, how good they would feel if they created a, a habit of of utilizing, right, these ingredients more often. Right. They dismiss it just off the simple fact that it's green. You know, yeah. I think people yeah. think green, it tastes like grass. Like, they right. don't think about apples. They don't think about kiwi. You know, mm-hmm. they think, you know, grass, kale, spinach, and that is what it's going to taste like. And that's right. not true, depending upon, you know, the ingredients that you put inside yeah. of it. You know, one of the other things that um, is a real issue for people, uh, including myself, like, I'm not excluded from any of these things, mm-hmm. but I think we, we want and claim to need too much variety right like we can't eat something different every day like for every meal and think that we're going to be consistent with our results Mm -hmm. right because every day you're like on this roller coaster of you know different foods and when people say oh i have to have something different now granted we aren't living in biblical times but i look at it like when god just provided manna that's all they had right this is all we're gonna eat all, and its whole purpose like we can't forget the whole purpose of food is just to nourish our body right, right? it's not meant to provide us pleasure right but right. that is that is what we have used food for is to provide us with some type of comfort and pleasure like we literally have a category called comfort food like I feel bad about myself right now let me eat this macaroni and cheese to provide me comfort but then when I gain 10 more pounds, right, overdoing, you know, eating foods, you know, over consuming foods over the long haul, now I'm more depressed than I was before from eating foods that were supposed to provide me comfort. Like, it literally makes no sense the way that we utilize food to that degree. Ooh, I'm so glad you broke it down like that. Because, you know, you have to paint the picture. And mm-hmm. that's, it, you know, you can have, you know, people... What do they say? If you want to hide something from somebody, put it in a book. Put it in a you know, book. Yeah. Put it in the cracks because people won't see it or even think about it being there until you put it out in the forefront. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everything can be dummy down or saturated down and, and everybody's just not even thinking about doing the proper research. Mm-hmm. Or thinking like, hey, I can actually do some research on uh, what can help me with my illness naturally. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes when they do find out, oh, I can't eat this. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do this. But that may be, you know, a major factor of why you can't heal. Mm-hmm. And it's really not they can't, it's they choose to. Okay. Right. And and sometimes it's like words mean a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Now, 
I happen to, I run a boot camp every day at 4.45 in the morning, right? So obviously you can probably imagine one of the biggest um, kind of objections I get is I can't get up that early, mm-hmm. right? And when people give me that, we start having a conversation. How many kids do you have? Are your kids in activities? What hours do you work, right? So now if you're working all day and your kids have activities at night, literally your only opportunity to work out is early in the morning. It's not a, it's not convenient. I get it, right? But taking care of ourselves is not a matter of convenience. So oftentimes, after having the same discussion, I'll just have them like say, "I don't, you know, I don't believe that I should wake up this early and take care of myself." Because <laughs> right? Because people don't want to utter those words. But right. just to to bring home the severity of you are making a choice not to wake up. It's not that you can't. It's that it's not a convenient for you. Like you want to find some moment of convenience for you to work out, to take better care of yourself, but that's not your reality. And sometimes we have to deal with reality, not, you know, look at it like what you wish um, was the case. And that is good. That's some good information that even has helped me, you know, when Mm -hmm. you think about, you know, you saying so basically taking care of yourself, you don't, you don't have time for it. Right. Are you not going to make time for it? Yeah. And I think that's a better use of the word, like make time. Right. Mm-hmm. We all have 24 hours in a day. We just have to decide what hour that we're going to use to do those good things for ourselves. And it's not just it's not just the physical, like because that's the arena that I'm in. I bring that up a lot. But the reality is we need to be taking care of ourselves mentally Right, we need to be taking care of ourselves physically, and we need to be taking our care of ourselves spiritually. When all of those things are like just adrift, like it's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but we're expected to perform highly at work, but we're not doing anything um, for the betterment of our temple. That doesn't add up. Right. Um, you know, recently I saw a, a quote or a post, and it says something to the effect of. Um, if you were to die, your job would have um, a uh, a job posting before you had your funeral. Right. And it put some things into perspective. Like we are working so much um, for other people. Nothing is wrong with that. Right. But we have to realize that when those days are up, like we still have to be able to function and how we behave in our 20s, 30s and 40s is going to dictate what our 60s, 70s and 80s is going to be like. Right. You know, I, for me, I know I, I still want to be able to vacation and hike if I want to and, and be active on vacation um, when I'm in my 70s, not, you know, laying back, having my kids take care of me. Right. right? And I realize a lot of that is a function of what I do with my life right now. Mm-hmm. You know, barring some type of accident or disease or anything. Yes, that is that's another good point. And but you might have some. Let me throw this at you. So, what if someone states, "Well, you know, I don't know when I'm going to leave this earth, so I'm going to just live the way I want to live and eat what I want to eat." So, would you say that well, they're 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 not uh they're living to eat and not eating to live yeah or you know living to have fun or but yeah but it's one of those things none of us know where we're going to live 
when we're going to leave this earth. Right. But don't you want to feel good the years that you're here? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, it because you don't feel good now doesn't mean that it's not coming. Right? right? It's kind of like... It's kind of like the person that smokes all their life. Mm-hmm. And people could tell them, like, you know, man, smoking is really no good for you. It's like, man, I'm a, I got to die somehow. Like, we'll joke about it. Like, it becomes mm-hmm. a joking reference. Right? I got to die of something. We'll do it. But now you're not smoked all in your 20s. You're not smoked in your 30s. You're not smoked in your 40s. Now in your 50s, you end up with lung cancer. Right? And most people will say, man, I wish I had stopped smoking earlier. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's like, don't let it get to the point where there's a problem to then wish you would have done something sooner. Right. Yeah. It's, again, I, I think, know, it's, it's, it's an addiction, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah. food could be an addiction, you know, smoking, drinking, it's yeah. an addiction, it, you know. It absolutely is. And until, like, you, one, you know, we got to want to do better for, for ourselves. Um, and, the, you know, the bad part is, Oftentimes we could be feeling bad and not know it because we're so used to feeling bad. Like that is our norm. We don't know what it would feel like to wake up with a whole lot of energy or to just enjoy getting outside and moving. Like we don't even know what that would feel like because we have spent so much time like not doing our body well. Um, and people don't, you know, we don't realize, we don't think about it that way. We just kind of go along with the flow. And there's, there's such a low level of awareness um, of our body as a whole that we don't even realize it could be feeling and it feels, it could be feeling better than it feels right now. Right. Yes, indeed. So I would like to ask you if you had any pointers, I want to ask you this question. Um, so how would you suggest one starts if they wanted to get on a journey of eating more fruits and vegetables and grilled foods, but they're toxic, they're full of, you know, they've eaten bad for so long. Mm-hmm. Do you think they should do a, would you suggest doing a flush or detox first or just go into eating more healthier? Um, so on the, the detox thing, I, sometimes I think people look at that as a crutch, mm-hmm. right? Like, yes, it helps get that stuff out of your system. Mm-hmm. But if you're just going to return to your old habits, it was really a waste of time, right? Like you, you did it to fit in the pants or the dress to go on vacations. I get it. It happens. But if you're really ready to transition to a, um, a healthier lifestyle, you start with just replacing some of the little things. So, you, you know, if you're not drinking water, hey, let me just focus on getting my water in. Mm-hmm. I don't eat any fruit. Let me eat two pieces of fruit every day, right? Let me eat vegetables at least with my dinner, right? Implementing things that you can stay consistent of. The challenge for a lot of people is they try to start everything at once. Okay. And it's hard to be successful doing that, right? Like, nobody's ever going to have some perfect diet, right? Like right. And, you know, it, think about this. If diets worked, we wouldn't have 8,000 books, right, for various types of diets. Mm-hmm. But what has always worked is eating less calories than you're burning, right? That's, that has stood the test of time. It's the law of thermodynamics. Um, now, 
food quality, right? As we've gotten older, food quality matters. So I think they're doing more to food, mm-hmm. um, but that's part of the that's part of the learning process. But to me, the beginning steps is find two or three things that you could easily um, start with. Whether you know, my first is generally water, fruits, and vegetables, because those three things I'm well aware that most of us don't get enough of. Okay. Water, fruits, and vegetables. Start there. And, you know, like you said, if you want to hide something, open up a book. Like, just learn more. Right. Just go. Because it's one of those things, once you know it, like, you can't unlearn it. Mm -hmm. Right. And your body's going to want to respond in a certain way. So once you start down that path of just trying to identify and learn more about how to better take care of yourself, it creates a natural curiosity to want to build upon that. Okay. And so how many minutes uh, per day would you suggest someone start out doing physical activity? Um, so kind of the, the standard answer to that is 30, right? That is, it used to be the recommendation. Um, however, I do think we are kind of so far removed from um, that because of how how much obesity has trended up. Mm-hmm. So I would say an hour. And okay. it doesn't have to be intense, right? It could be an hour walk. It's not about the intensity. It's about the consistency, okay. right? You are much better off being consistent at a low intensity for a long time than rather, you know, rather than being at like a super high intensity and you can't keep up with it. And that's why I see so many people fail, right? Like okay. they get started and they're trying to go all out every day. And they're not coming from a place that allows them to do that. So what happened? They burn out, right? They're overly tired and they just can't keep it up. Whereas if they would just would have gradually kind of worked their way into it, they would have gotten stronger, more endurance, and it would allow them to kind of carry through um, and do more. Okay. Well, that was some amazing information. Um, You have hit on enough to get us all going into the right direction and physical fitness the importance of Mm -hmm. physical fitness the importance of you know getting your mental right you know and starting with small steps I always say that kibbles and bits eventually add up to hunks and chunks you know, that's just something I say, you know, about right. anything when you're trying to be productive with something, you know, mm-hmm. don't try to go for the gusto. That doesn't mean that you don't have a, a goal, of, you know, that you want to eventually reach, but you have to start somewhere and then you have to build towards it. Um, your spiritual, your core, your temple is important, period, for everything. Um, just living right thinking right movement energy all of it is important so where can our listeners find you here in the uh dallas metroplex area they want to come and work out join you know one of your classes how can they reach you 
Um, well, I, on Instagram, it's just Ty Bradshaw on Instagram. Um, the area I'm, of town I'm in, I'm in the Wiley Murphy area. But here's the good thing about what we do. We are literally all over Texas. Uh, so they don't have to come to see me. They okay. can go to see anybody. Um, if you just go to campgladder.com, there's actually a link uh, that you could try for one week free. Um, so I would suggest to anybody go on there, find a uh, class near you, um, you know, register for that one week free, try it out. And if you like it, stay with us. We would love to have you. But it's a great way uh, to become a part of a community that's all just working to be their best. Nobody's perfect, but we're working every day to just keep getting better. Awesome. Well, Ty, I want to thank you for being a guest and giving us all that great knowledge, experience, and wisdom and information. I always say it's the news that you can use. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for having me. And uh, hopefully at least one person got some good info out of there and makes a decision to just do something uh, to better themselves. I'm sure of it. I am sure of it. So thank you once again and uh, we'll have to have you back on anytime and, and, uh, we'll get a little bit deeper and talk about some other things but this was definitely very informative and what we need all right well thank you for having me you're welcome and right, have a good night oh i'm sorry <laughs> i was gonna say have a good night you do the same and that's it. I'm going to wrap it up here. That was your girl, Oatmeal Brown, without the box, with Ty Bradshaw, Clamp Gladiator, Area Director of North Texas and Atlanta. And that was the importance of health being your wealth. And until next time, I'm out.